It's time for your journey to better health. Dr. Brad Shapiro in with us with Ultimate Health Chiropractic and a special guest. Brad, good morning. Standard disclaimer and our sponsors. Yes, sir. Standard disclaimer. Please understand that we're not trying to treat you over the airwaves. So if you do have a health care concern or if we talk about anything that sparks your interest, please seek out the health care provider of your choice, whether it's chiropractor like myself, physical therapist, medical doctor, massage therapist, dentist, whatever the case may be, please seek out the health care provider of your choice. Um, also want to mention our sponsors. First, we have Unstoppable Church, headed up by Pastor Brad Brinkley and staff. Great group of people that do kind of a rock and roll worship service. And then they're associated with a large group called Life Church at Oklahoma. You can reach them at 931-649-2909. Again, that's area code 931-649-2909. And our second sponsor is actually with us, Hello. Pastor Josh Conrad. How's it going? Special guest. Special guest, yes, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> with uh, Abundant Life Assembly of God Church. Yes. It's actually myself and my wife, Melissa, and our son, Jackson, we all attend. Um, great group of people, awesome pastors. Man, so, how's it going? It's going good. I'm uh, <laughs> making it through. Yes. We're at Thanksgiving, so yes. you got through Thanksgiving. Give me praise. Yes, everybody. They got, you know, the multiple obligations from going to your you know, in-laws and going to your house and doing Thanksgiving and eating turkey and ham like 25 times. And <laughs> exactly. So, no, I'm good, man. No, you're re- still leave. I'm recovering. <laughs> I I'm got in you. recovery mode, giving thanks. Did you preach on gluttony Sunday? We, look, I didn't even, should have. <laughs> yeah. Just asking. I yeah. should have. We had such a great service, uh, not this Sunday, but the one before. Yeah, talk about that. Like, one. man, I had a so I had a sermon already. You know, the obligatory Thanksgiving sermon in yeah. everything. Give thanks, and I, I was kind of pumped to give it. I was ready to give the word, and uh, you know, I really felt the Lord say, we, "We need to take communion today." And so, I don't know why I was like, "Well, it just feels like it doesn't fit in with my sermon, Lord." You know, yeah. like I'm trying to dictate to the Lord what what to do. Like He doesn't know or what needs to be done. Yeah, this is how it's got to work. This is how it got to work, Lord. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> and anyway, so you know, I practice. I do. I'm also on the worship team or whatever. So I'm, mm-hmm. I practice in the morning on Sundays. I was up there practicing with my wife and the worship team and I, my girls. We, they get utilized a lot. Yeah. In the church, they're eleven, and so does Arlo. You know, he's six. And I said, "Girls, go get you know, go get the communion and set it up." You know, we have little spots in the back of each chair to put the communion. And so they went. Yeah. And they filled up all the seats with the communion cups, and I'm like, I just don't know when this is going to take place, Lord, or how we're going to do this. You know. Yes. And anyhow, so in the middle of worship. Uh, I just felt prompted by the Lord to say, okay, now's the time. You know, mm-hmm. step in and, and let's just do communion. And so I did. You know, I, I I went through, and this is the body of Christ, you know, broken for us. Let's, you know, take it and, and eat. We yeah. did the whole thing. <clears throat> and then when it came, you know, we, we use grape juice. So, you know, some of y'all Episcopals <laughs> out there and, you know, Catholics, y'all might use wine, and that's cool. But we, McCoy, use, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We use juice, and uh, so I just peeled back the top. You know, and everybody's using these, you know, communion cups now that you're like kind of all in one, all in one. So I peeled back the top. <laughs> that even sounds weird. I'm, I peeled back the top <laughs> of the communion cup, yes, <clears throat> and got ready to take it. And I said, you know what, guys, let's just wait a second before we take it. And the Bible talks about how we are to analyze ourselves. You yes. Know, well, before we're taking communion, just analyze yourself. Make sure you're. Actually, in the faith, let's just make sure that there's not any known sin in our life that mm-hmm. we need to repent of, or something that you know you just you just don't feel right about. You need to confess to the Lord. And so I said, well, I want to give everybody a second to just ponder that, let it marinate a little bit, stew in it, 
<clears throat> so we waited probably, you know, I guess, I don't know, a minute or something, which feels like an eternity when you're just sitting there looking at people. But And I said, okay, uh, you know, I want to go ahead. And I said, I want to confess something. And you know, I said, sometimes I have a hard time just trusting God. You know, mm. I'm really dependent upon myself and, and not so much on the Lord. And, and it's faith that pleases the Lord, really. Yes. It's our faith in Him. Yes. And I said, so now here's what I want to do. I said, is anybody bold enough out there to stand up and publicly confess whatever it is that the Lord is dealing with you on right now? Mm-hmm. So, again, I waited, you know, about a minute or two, which felt like an eternity. Yes. And as soon as I was getting ready to go back to the microphone and say, okay, now let's partake of, you know, the blood of Christ. Yes. Somebody stood up, a visitor actually, man, just tears in his eyes, a big dude. I mean, yeah. a big guy. <laughs> yes. Big guy stood up, tears in his eyes, and he, his wife was right beside him, and he just started to, you know, talk about how he, I've not been a good husband. Mm. Uh, you know, I've done things I shouldn't have done, and. I just, you know, I want to make it right. I want to be a man of God. And just, it was a, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is really happening, Lord. Yes. And, uh, and, and then he sat down. And then about a minute later, somebody else stood up. Wow. And they said, I want to just say, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with sexual immorality. Mm. And uh, I'm just asking the Lord to forgive me and, and to help, help make me strong that I don't do this anymore. I'm getting yeah. emotional because it's a... Yeah. And then he sat down, you know, and somebody stood up and said, God, I'm just, uh, I'm dealing with anger. I'm so angry all the time. I'm in yeah. fits of rage, you know. <laughs> and then that individual sat down. Another person stands up, you know, I'm dealing with alcoholism. I can't, mm. I can't quit drinking. Another person stands up, man, I'm in my active drug addiction. And, mm. and it was just one person after another. Wow. Probably, not overestimating, you know, there's usually maybe 100 people in the sanctuary and 50 kids in the back. we got so many yeah. kids, but <laughs> I would say a good 30 to 40 people. That's what I heard oh, through man. the grapevine. Oh. We weren't there that Sunday, yeah. but we heard 30 plus people. And I mean, it sounds like it was just incredible. It was incredible, man. I, I And I just, I don't know, I was in awe. And I was yeah. like, you know what, I prayed that morning. Before service, I said, Lord, would you just do something special today? You know, like, ah, I need some encouragement. We need some encouragement. Lord, we just need you to come and move in, in this place like only you can do. And just do something special today. Yeah. And here I am confessing, you know, Lord, I need, you know, I need to be more dependent upon you. And I'm like, I'm in shock that he actually showed up. And did it. I'm like, Lord, you did it. Look what you did. Yes, yes. So I didn't even preach, and I'm okay with that. Yes. It was great. That's it was, awesome. It's wonderful. So what... um you know, as we kind of analyze ourselves and we have the Holy yeah. Spirit analyze us, um, and as we confess those things, I mean, how, what, uh, I mean, talk about what that means biblically and talk yeah. about what do you, you feel like that means. I mean, what does that do for us? And, yeah. um, I, one of the things I've noticed, and, and I've been guilty of this before myself, is a lot of times, whether it's inside the church or outside of the church, we think there's this huge benefit of concealing things. Keeping yeah. things uh, covered up, um, right. hiding things, right. uh, maintaining faith and our, um, you know, our public appearances and yeah. all those things. But what's the benefit of just uh, being vulnerable like that and operating in the light? I mean, one of my favorite scriptures that I pray at least on a weekly basis, if not on a daily basis, is First Corinthians four verse five yeah, that yeah. everything that's been hidden in the darkness yeah. be brought to light, yeah. and the motives of the heart will be revealed. Right. Um, and in some ways, when people stand up like that and they confess those things, things are being brought to light. And as we let the Holy Spirit analyze us, you know, He's He's analyzing our, our motives and our heart posture and 
But what's the what's the benefit oh, of man. all that? Well, so uh, my mind just went three thousand places. Sometimes I wish <laughs> I had a, a pen in front of me so I could write them all down because I'll, yeah. I'll get it and then it's gone. Yeah. But I think the benefit number one is um, the Bible tells us I believe it's in Hebrews and it's also found in other places that um, God God gives grace to the humble. Yes. But He opposes the proud. Yes. And when we can still when we when we step out <clears throat> and we confess our sin to each other. Um, what it does is it shows that we're we're humble, that we're willing to say, "Look, I'm weak and I'm vulnerable. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't have it all together. I'm struggling with this." And God swoops in, man. He's drawn. He's he's also draw, he draws near to the the brokenhearted, to mm. the contrite of heart. Yeah. Uh, but those who are proud, those who you know, they're like, "I can do this on my own," or "I'm not gonna I'm not gonna confess this." It's not. I don't think it's that God doesn't want to help you, or He's not drawn to you. But it's almost like there's an opposition. Oh, thank you. It's like <laughs> you have you, just swooped in with a, got a, pen, a pen and paper. But it's like you know we we're almost in the opposition of Him mm-hmm. because the Bible is very clear that if we confess our sin to each other, He's faithful mm-hmm. and He's just to forgive our sins. And, and I just want to camp out there real quick because there's a lot of people as a pastor I come into contact with that say. Well, what if, you know, I sin, you know, I, there's a, I, whatever, I tell a lie or something, um, and then I, I'm driving down the road and I get hit, it's a car accident, and I die. Am I going to go to hell? <laughs> and I'm like, no way, you're not going to go to hell. I mean, Jesus, if you're a, a, a born-again believer, I mean, if you are truly saved, and, and you know if you are or not, the Holy Spirit bears witness to your spirit, if you're truly saved, it's not like, okay, if I'm... You know, if I tell a lie or something, and then I die, I'm going to go to hell. That's just not how it works. But there is absolutely, we want to confess our sin to each other because it brings healing, it shows humility, and there's restoration that takes place. Yes. We want to be, and we want to be like Christ. The Bible says that, you know, like, the, we don't, we want to do anything that's opposing the devil. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to be like in cahoots with them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, that's really, really good. I think it's important. And a lot of times, too, I think it helps people to hear yeah. those things because they realize they're not the only ones struggling. Um, one thing that I recently realized within myself that I've told you and other people um, is where it you know, talks about in Job. You know, a lot of people are familiar oh, with the book of Job. And Job, he Job, just Job. goes through all these different things. Stay and away from Job. No. <laughs> yeah, Job, Job had a tough life, but... Mm. He went through all these terrible things, yeah. and a lot of times Job is the point of reference that people will use when they're uh, going through hard times. Oh, and um, with Job, you know, he goes through all these terrible things, and there's a moment in the scriptures in the book of Job where his friends just kind of come alongside of him. Yeah. And they're just listening. They're just being there for him. Um, they're just allowing him to be vulnerable. Yeah. But then at some point they they flip the switch right. and they go into fix it mode and right. they start saying, well, you must be living in sin or you must be right. doing this or that or yeah. maybe you need to change this or that. And um, I had somebody kind of break that down for me yeah. and it was a big epiphany for me. Yeah, cool, share it, man. Because me... most of my you know my career and a lot of my life is built around and I'm doing quotes right now right. fixing people. Right, right. You know people pay me to fix them. Right. Um. A lot of times for me, it's just there's this assumption that if I recognize a problem within somebody, yeah. uh, automatically assume they want me to fix them or, or right. help them get fixed. Oh, come on, and uh, and that's really where <laughs> something else I don't forget. <laughs> exactly, and that's uh, <laughs> and that's where they uh, 
you know, in the book of Job, that's where things really begin yeah. to break down is when his friends try to fix him right. uninvited. Yeah. Um, so there's been times, especially with my wife, Melissa, and yeah. um, our son, Jackson. Of course, Jackson's a little bit different. We're the parents. But especially my wife, Melissa, there's times where I've tried to fix her. I was man, I wrote wife down. <laughs> yeah, un- uninvited. <laughs> yeah, um, and so yeah. that's been huge. Yeah. That's been a huge epiphany for me that honestly I've had in the last like six months to a year. Yeah. And it's really, uh, you know, helped me understand that if she invites me in to right. help fix a situation, yeah, that's, good. that's one thing. And yeah, that's when it's game good. on, and that's when I get all excited because I get to exercise those fix-it uh-huh. muscles. Uh-huh. That's really good. But if I try to do it before yeah. I'm invited, um, it uh-huh. typically really backfires. It creates a lot of problems. Right. And so that's, um, yeah. that's I think, a, a huge thing for me and for yeah. a lot of people and for a lot of men. But that was a game-changer for me. I'm not saying I've got it perfectly yeah, no, figured out. Um but I, I'm really way more in tune that if, uh, of waiting for somebody to invite me to fix them. Yeah, and, of course, with what I do for a career, people, you know, they book appointments, yeah, they pay the money, they, they automatically invite me into the situation. Yeah. But when it comes to my friends and my family, yeah. um, I need to wait till I'm invited. Yeah, that's good. Um, because there have been times, again, especially with Melissa, where I've um, tried to fix uninvited. Oh, yeah. And... That's not respecting her boundaries. Right. That's not benefiting her. And I, my motives, I feel like, are good. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah. to learn that stuff oh, uh, was just, it was huge for me. That, so. that is, uh, yeah, so if there's any um, unmarried men out there, or any, <laughs> if, if you're getting ready, if you're engaged and getting yeah. ready to be married, that is a gold nugget of yes. wisdom right there. It, it'll make your life so much easier. <laughs> Well, it is. Melissa's right. probably saying, oh, thank you, Jesus, right now. Yes. Uh, he finally got it. He finally gets it, yes. I know. There's just something innate within us as men. I think the Lord is He's placed in us because we're, we are the order, the natural order is, you know, we are the head of the home. And so yes. we, we do. We want to fix it. We don't yes. want our wives in turmoil or if they have a problem, we want to swoop in and, yes. I guess, save the day. But I've learned the same thing, Brad. Yes. I, my wife sometimes is not sharing her problems with me because she wants me to fix her. She just wants me to listen yes. and keep my mouth shut, Yes, which is good for me because then I get to learn self-control. Yes. And I get to die to myself. And, and sometimes the wisdom I have is not wisdom at all. It doesn't yes. need to be shared anyway. It's not yes. good advice. I just need to be quiet. But exactly. No, that's great. That's great. I like that. <clears throat> invitation. Yeah, that really was a yeah. that was a huge game changer for me. Something I've done multiple times, and yeah. something that was just a real point well, of confusion for me because I'm like, thinking everybody else wants me to fix them. Why does Melissa not want? Right. But but other people are inviting me to fix them. She that. wasn't inviting me. And you think about an invitation. You know, it's an open door. Yes. So you know, the person is opening the door and inviting you in. Yes. Versus you just like, you know, same thing let, me with, in, let me in, let me in. Yeah, same thing with Christ, you know. Oh, I mean, he's gosh. not going to go against our will, you right. know. There's there's no honor in going against people's right. will. And I, and I was going against Melissa's will, yeah, yeah, will yeah. without even realizing it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, even like, yeah, he knocks on the door of your heart and he yes. wants you to respond. Yes. And invite him in. There's something to, we could go a whole different rabbit trail, but it, invitation, being invited and not forcing your way. Yes, into a situation, and I, this is a completely different topic. But the Lord really gave me a kind of—it sounds so silly. It, it's not even a revelation because it's plain in Scripture. I mean, but you know, He says, "Ask, seek, knock, and the door mm-hmm. will be open to you." And He's talking—I think He's talking about prayer there. Yeah. And I was praying one morning, and I saw these keys laid out before me in my mind's eye, in my mm-hmm. imagination. You know, yes. <laughs> we believe. You know, 
the Lord can speak to us through dreams and visions. We are that church, but yes. And I saw all these keys, and I was like, I'd pick a key up, and I'd jiggle it and try to put it. It was a locked door in front of me, and I'm trying to, you know, get this key to fit. And try, well, that one didn't work. Let me grab another one. I'm like, oh, that one didn't work. So I picked up another one, and I'm trying to get this door open. And the Lord is like, ask, seek, knock. You yeah. Know, all you have to do is ask, seek, and knock. He opens the door. Yes. And what we fall into sometimes, especially if you're in that performance type of mode, uh, works-based type mode that I can be in often, is, man, there's got to be, you know, 12 keys to break through. There's got to be 15 <laughs> keys over here. Or if I push the right button or pull the right lever, God's going to open the door for me. Yes. And we don't pry doors open. We pray doors open. That's yes. We knock. We knock. And that's an invitation. Yeah. And if the door's not open yet, stay in the invitation of asking, seeking, and knocking. Yes. And the Bible promises at some point that door will open and he'll invite you in. Yeah. I, you know, kind of along those same lines that... Uh, a big game changer for me yeah. too is just understanding that you know simply put God doesn't play games oh, and so yeah. you know we live in a world yeah. where we're so used to people uh, playing games and sure. you have to kind of finagle yeah. your way through situations you don't have to do that you no, don't have no. to take out the crowbar you don't have you don't to like pry it open you know, pry it open or search for the right set of key I mean you don't have to do that with with the Lord in the sense that He's not going to play games with right. you. I mean, the Bible says we have not because we ask not. Right. You man. know, if we ask, He's going to answer us it in is, some way, shape, or form. We make it very simple. simple. We make it <laughs> convoluted and difficult. Man. Yes, we do, and it's not. No, God's not making it hard. No, but it's but it's an easy trap to fall into. Yeah. I've, I've done it many times. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And especially with your wife's uh, husband. So yes, yes. So listen to that. Wait for the invitation. <laughs> but that's good. Um, you know, you know. I love how you talked about how the self-examination with oh, communion too. Important. That was something that I'd heard for years, but I don't really right. feel like I had any kind of rhema around it, where I just knew, like I knew, like I knew. Yeah. Um, compared to maybe six months ago, I feel like it really hit me six months to a year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the importance of um, that piece of the, the of the puzzle of yeah. communion, but just how important it is to really take that time. Um, for the Holy Spirit to examine our hearts. Right. That's something when we do King's Table yeah. ministry, always do communion before we head to Chattanooga, yeah. which that's the homeless ministry that yeah. we do in Chattanooga. Yeah. Um, but just you can really tell a difference in our heart posture oh, by the man. time we get there and we've done communion and we've really allowed the Holy Spirit yeah. to examine us. Um, it just makes a world of difference in terms of how the ministry goes and um, our ability to connect with people and minister to people and just love on people. Yeah. Um, it's like there's this sense of freedom that yeah. that garbage has been removed before you head out and, yeah. and you start ministering. Yeah, the devil loves to hide in the shadows. You know? Yes. And when you expose him and you know you bring that dark and you put the light on the darkness, the light always shines. Yes. The brightest and uh, and it takes away a foothold. I mean, it it, get, it frees you up. There's a freeing aspect to yes. confessing your sin to other people. It's the beginning of healing and restoration. Yes. Um, but yeah, it takes away shame, you know, takes away hidden shame, which yeah. is a, a terrible thing as well. But yeah, awesome, man. So kind of on the yeah. other side of the coin, too, and I know we've only got about five yeah. minutes left, um, but how do you how do you answer people that say, well, I've tried to be vulnerable with people before, but it's, it's burned me or um, 
my uh, I've got church hurt, or yeah. sometimes the sheep bite and, hey, and drop. Who doesn't, man? <laughs> yes, yes. Who doesn't have church hurt? Who's yes. Not, who's not been vulnerable with somebody before and been burned? I mean, well, yes. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to man. You know, welcome to life. I mean, that's the way yeah. it goes. That. And there will be trials and tribulations. Oh, you know, Christ be, was Jesus very promised it. <laughs> he promised it. He said so. It's going to happen. It just it hurts. I know when you're yeah. vulnerable with somebody and and they don't reciprocate that vulnerability in the way yeah. you would like. It does hurt, but <clears throat> we're all, we've all been there, and we need to we need to grow from it. Yes, man. I, and I've said this before, but Lindsay and I, I mean, there were so many times we wanted to leave the church we're currently pastoring. Yeah, so many times we were like, oh my God, can we please be? Let's go. Yeah. So, and when you're in, when you are in relationship with people, you're going to be hurt. Yes. But you mend, you grow. You first and foremost, if you talk it out, I yes. mean, you have to sit down and talk it out with those individuals. And and just grow. You grow from it. You give people grace. I mean, yes. And uh, and you don't run. We're just in a society now where people are just so quick to to just go somewhere else. But I promise you, what's waiting at that other place, like another church? Yes. Is church hurt? And you go if you leave that church and go to another church. You know what's waiting for you there? Church yes. hurt. <laughs> it's what, everywhere. Yeah. One of the things you said uh, years ago that always stuck with me is. Um, I don't want to steal anybody from another church. No, I just I just want not. everybody to go to the church yes. they're supposed to go to. Right, right. And I say all that to say, you know, I, yeah. I have a lot of, you know, different people that go to different churches as patients, and yeah. a lot of different people I talk to and pastors, and and honestly, it's the same everywhere. It and every, every church has some some challenges, and these sure. people are not disclosing things they shouldn't, or right, I don't mean right. it like gossip, but just. Yeah. Um, if everybody would just go to the church that yeah. they're supposed to go to yeah. and at the same time recognize that any organization, whether it's a church, a business, whatever, right. is going to have some challenges right. and some drama from time to time, yeah. um, including ultimate health. I mean, I Absolutely. just I mean, that's just that's the reality. Right. Um, but I think there's a there's a balance of just yeah. uh, having realistic expectations. That's what I was going to say. Right. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> We we need to have realistic expectations. Expectation yeah. is that pastors are perfect, or yes, everybody within the church is perfect, and that is hundred percent far from the truth. Yes, I mean, no, we're we're all fallible, sinful, you know, human beings. We still have sin nature, even though we're righteous because of Christ, we're accepted by Him. Yeah, we still have a mind, soul, a body. These things in which the sin nature expresses itself and yes. we have to be renewed in our mind and show self-control and restraint yes we're all going through it man <laughs> absolutely yeah. well we've run yeah. out of time it's hard yeah. to believe do you want to give uh like the vitals oh, of the church I'm and terrible. anything coming down the pipe I'm and call my wife and see yeah that. are there any christmas shows coming up or anything i, don't know. I know so let's give you the basic bare bones wednesday at six uh we are in the book of john the gospel of john right now uh, just going through verse by verse, line by line. So I think we just got through with chapter six or seven. I can't remember. But I would encourage you to come. You know, you don't have to be a, a member of Abundant Life Church. The community's welcome as we walk through the book of John and just analyze and look at his life. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, we have, you know, regular church service is Sunday at 1030 a.m. Uh, yes. So it's a corporate gathering where we worship. Get the word, fellowship, and I'm sure there's so much more, but I just can't. <laughs> and what's the what's the phone number again for the church? Oh no, I don't. <laughs> or what's the best way to what's the website? Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, what, I don't know. Abundant can, Life Assembly God yeah, Church, yeah, yeah, and you can look it up on. You, you'll you find it. Go on Facebook and Abundant Life Assembly of God Church in Winchester, yes. and it, it'll pop up. Perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah, I should well, know those things too. Get me, man. <laughs> 
Hey, I should I know that too. I a business card or something <laughs> exactly. I can just pull out. Yes. Uh, well, we'll go ahead and close out. But um, once again, my name is Dr. Brad Shapiro with Ultimate Health. Appreciate you guys joining us. Thanks for joining us, Pastor Josh. Yeah. And uh, don't forget that we always do this the fourth Monday of the month. So the fourth Monday of the month, Pastor Josh and I will do a show together. Always a great time. Um, hope all the listeners had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you're looking forward to a, a Merry Christmas. And um, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. And we will talk to you Monday of next week at 7.05.